welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I am so excited for our guests this week. I have two of them. They are the world's best sales engineers, as they claim, and uh, they've got their own uh, business going that we're going to get into in short order. But I want to welcome Ramsey and Chris to the show. Guys, welcome. Thanks, Scott. Good to be here. Yeah, we're going to get into introductions in a second, but I just can't wait. I'm so parched. I need to get into what's frosty and refreshing in front of me, but I'll wait for my friends to go first. So, Ramsey, what's cold and frosty in front of you? Well, I got this Ontario lug tread. All right. It turns out it's organic. I didn't know that. I stole it out of my in-law's fridge. Okay. (laughs) I like it. It tastes delicious. Yeah. But it's organic. All right. What and what kind of what kind of beer is that, sir? Is it an ale? Is it a lager? It's a lagered ale. It's a combination of both. Okay. Interesting. Yep. That is interesting. Now that that question caused me to look at my can in advance, but Chris, what do you have there? So I'm going way off the reservation, my friend. Okay. Sounds about um, right for you. This <laughs> this is I'll hold it up for for the for the audience here. This is by Pale Fire Brewing Company. Salad Days, American, I think it's pronounced Saison. Saison ale, Ale, yeah. Yeah. I have to admit, I am not the biggest Saison fan. This happened to be in the fridge. I thought, you know what? No no better time. I'm going to go ahead and and pop it open here. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Saison, but I'm going to give it a try for the uh, Ales with Aslan's because that's what we do. That's what we do yeah, on this show. When we're, when we're talking sales. Absolutely. Yeah, I am going with, this is a local uh, Boston brewery, um, actually in Woburn. It's called the Lord Hobo Brewing Company. And what I have in front of me is the Firebird Ale. It is, uh, the world is yours is their tagline. It's got five and a half percent alcohol by oh my. Yeah, this is actually a little bit on the high side. This is 6.8. So you're going to be we may we may need to keep this to a 20 minute uh, <laughs> podcast. It's going to be time for a nap or a siesta. Or <laughs> Indeed. Well, guys, it is, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Chris. This is, I think, your at least third time on I the think show. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers, is, guys. Yeah, Welcome. cheers. Indeed. Thanks for having us. Mm. Let's start because Ramsey. Ramsey Marjaba, you are new to the show, but you are not new to podcasting because I think this is part of what you do for a living. So give the audience a taste of what uh, Ramsey's all about. Sure. Uh, I'm a sales engineer out of uh, frosty Ottawa, Canada. Mm-hmm. Although it's still frosty in the middle of summer or spring. <laughs> and I've been in the networking industry for almost 10 years as a sales engineer for over for almost six. Yeah. And I, on the side, not as my main business, but on the side, I do have a website, podcast, YouTube channel dedicated to helping sales engineers. And it's called, uh, it's a very original name. It's called We The Sales Engineers because I can think of something better. <laughs> and you're your own marketing guy. So it works perfect. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm everything. I'm my own marketing guy. I'm my own hairdresser, as it turns out. Yep. So everything. Yeah. You've done that well. You, you look, you look excellent. You've Thank done you. Job on your hair. And, and, and if, if I that's a fresh cut, it is indeed. And if I, if I may, I'll make a plug for Ramsey. He's got quite the following. Um, I think he gets like three thousand plus downloads a month. 
Excellent. And Ramsey, what number? You're up to a pretty, you're up to triple digits. What, what number episode are you up to? I, I published episode 111 on Monday. Nice. Yes. Yeah, uh, you guys are episode 59, if I'm not mistaken. So we're, wow. we're a little behind you, but that's not bad. It's been a little over a year. So not yeah, bad. no, that's good. You've done well, Scott. Yeah. And Chris, just to refresh everybody, I know I've got your book. I'll, I'll pub that for you. We've got The Six Habits of Highly Effective Sales Engineers, uh, which is written by Chris White and found on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Uh, but Chris, what else can you tell us about Chris White and your new business? Yeah, great. Thanks, Scott. Um, yeah, so the business is Demo Doctor. Yep. And um, we, frankly, we help companies fix their demos that create friction in the sales process. And, and, you know, you've heard me say this before, but I think there's three reasons, you know, at a minimum, there's three reasons why sales demonstrations don't, don't work very well or, or they're not effective. It's either first, and I know this is going to be one of our topics is there's something broken with the, the AESE relationship and the process between the sales teams. Number one, Number two, the, the individuals giving demos don't have the necessary skills or, you know, they're, they're just not, you know, as, as familiar with maybe some of the sales skills. Or number three, there's just something wrong with the demo, right? So those are the things that we help. And, and I will just make a mention, I'm, as you know, Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm soon to become an Aslan certified trainer. So um, a new part of my business is going to be doing um, sales training, um, you know, is part of the Aslan, um, you know, community as well. So it's sort of growing bigger than just demos. Yeah, which is, I, I think, a great segue because it's so important that, and I think it's your first habit, that the sales engineer and the account executive or the salesperson yep. have a great working relationship, that they're a good team together, right? That that teamwork exists. So, Ramsey, let me pull you in first and say, you know, why is that so important, first of all? And, and what can the system engineer do to enhance that relationship? And then we can kind of bandy about what the, what the responsibility of, the, of the, the actual salesperson is in that scenario as well. But uh, before I go too long on my question, what do you think about those two, two pieces? Yeah, so starting off with why is it important? We're a sales team, right? And team implies multiple people doing that it's like you have a basketball team or a football team whatever and only one player doing the job the other one not doing the job so if we work together uh, we bring different skill sets to the to the sales process and sales engineers are generally can relate better to the users to the engineers on the other side versus the account managers who are sometimes viewed as someone who's just trying to sell mm. which you know, that is something that they're trying to do. We can't really deny that. So SEs can be like insiders for the sales person. And if they work well together, the SE is able to ask the questions that the sales guy can't ask and that then relay the information to each other. They can actually advance the sale quite quickly and, you know, get more deals. I, as a sales engineer, keep getting new leads just by being present with my, uh, with my customers. I don't have to ask them for new leads. They say, oh, you helped me with this. Can you help them with that? And as an insider, I have that ability more than the account manager. Yeah. And that's one aspect. 
Well, I, I kind of forgot the second question. Do you mind repeating that for me? Yeah, you actually answered it because you're talking about what the SE brings to the relationship. And I love, I'll just use the word credibility with the customer, right? It's, it's, yeah. this, it's this instant relationship. You're not, you don't have commission breath like some of the other people in the room might. Um, and so that's, that's interesting. Um, you've also got, you've, you've also got this ability to, to sort of be able to generate leads to, to listen to the customer's ability to just sort of vent. And that might turn into opportunities that a sales rep may never hear. So Chris, what would you add if, if anything to what, what, uh, Ramsey's already, uh, you know, put forth for that relationship? Yeah. I mean, I, I like some of the things that Ramsey opened up, right. I mean, and, and he and I have talked numerous times about, about this, um, you know, customers will be more inclined to share things with a sales engineer. They're, they're more inclined to inherently trust the sales engineer. And frankly, the sales engineer sees things that the, that the AE doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that being said, a, a lot of sales engineers, and, and I'm, you know, this was me when I first got in the role, we, don't, we tend not to really understand the sales process. We tend to be very naive when it comes to be when it when it comes to the sales process, right? And so, so the reality is, as much as it might be hard for us to admit, you know, particularly when we're first in the role, we actually need some coaching and some help from the sales folks as well, right? There's there's aspects of a sales engagement, there's aspects of a sales strategy that sales engineers just aren't inherently, certainly earlier in their career, aren't inherently going to know, right? Yeah. On the flip side. There are things about the technical solution. There are things about the approach that the SE might be more inclined to know than, than the AE. So the, the reality is, is that, you know, if I, what's, what's the circle chart, the Venn diagram? Like oh, I, Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right, I imagine this Venn diagram where the AE has, a, you know, they, they have a certain perspective. The SE has a certain perspective. They overlap a little bit, right? But the reality is, is that there's, there's both sides have blind spots. And, and I think the sooner both sides understand that they don't know it all, they don't understand it all, and they're much better with, with you know, both, you know, perspectives, the, the better off they're going to be, right? And therein lies the challenge. Yep. Ramsey, yeah. One thing. If, if the salesperson is working with a good SE, and the SE does their job properly from discovery all the way to demo and even beyond, it makes the salesperson's job so much easier. And yes, I do have a hot rod in my hand. <laughs> their job so much easier to close the deal in the end because every time an SE opens their mouth and that's something that SEs need to learn because I struggled with it and I still struggle with it. Every time I open my mouth, I'm either adding value to the, to the solution or I'm taking away value, which helps in the negotiation or makes it harder in the negotiation. Right. So it's a really yeah. good point. And and if the two are not in line and you know, I'm I'm not sure you guys can tell me how you prepare, but there's got to be almost I won't call it a rehearsal, but a knowledge of where I as a sales rep end and you begin and you almost have this, you know, it's this choreograph that that kind of goes on to make that that show really work for the customer so that they see exactly what they need to see to make them comfortable with the purchase decision, right? Well, and if I may, I'm, I'm glad that you use that term choreograph. That's exactly what it is. And, yeah. and one of the things, I mean, 
obviously there's lots of things that we, we talk to you know teams about and there's no you know one secret or one thing but certainly one of the, the things and 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 frankly scott it's a term that you use often right it's it's common sense but it's not common practice yeah which is just get on the same page really before any customer conversation whether that's a discovery call or an actual presentation or a demonstration right even if it's just i mean ideally the day before or the week before making sure i know what slides you're going to present you know what i'm going to demonstrate right but if not at least 15 minutes before the zoom call let's just get on a call make sure we're on the same page here it's amazing to me how often that doesn't happen yeah. you know and so as a result you sort of walk in with with assumptions and i, I know one of your favorite you know sayings you know actually i I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up unless I think about it. Why? No. Why guess when you can know? Why assume when you can know? So I assume when you can know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, just just make the time and have the discipline to connect and to practice and get on the same page. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think sales reps have this reputation universally of of being sort of you know, and I was one talk, talking heads. They're good on their feet. They're able to kind of go right. with a conversation, and. And I would say, and this is where the great, great debatable topic that a good system engineer comes in with a plan. You, if you're prepared, you come in with a plan of what you want to show, but you also have to be able to read the room, right? And you've got to be able to kind of watch your partner and watch the decision makers and be able to adjust if you have to on the fly and go where they, they need to go, uh, or at least be able to say with confidence, I'm going to get there. <laughs> but if you'll allow me to kind of get you there at, at, a, at a logical pace, that would be, that's a tough thing, right? There, there's a lot of good communication skills woven in there. Yeah. I'm going to take that. I feel like the way SEs work with their account managers is the amount of the time you need to prepare for a meeting is directly tied by how often you work with that specific sales manager. It's good. I, worked yeah. with, I worked with one, only one for like three years. And by the end of it, I just knew exactly what he wanted. It's like a marriage, uh, except yeah. we can leave each other uh, when it's all done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Going into a meeting, that's where the technical part of being a sales engineer, so the engineering part, being able to actually know the products and then know how to explain it to people who may not be as technical as you or people who are more technical than you. Yeah. So that allows the flexibility of being able to go wherever the account manager is going. And the worst feeling I get is when I'm put on the spot by an account manager who says, Oh, just show them that. Yeah. Right. And like, Oh, well I am. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. And then I, that's exactly how I demo my product. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's like a losing reception. So, and that comes <laughs> with, that comes with working together as well and being able to actually talk to each other. As an SE, I know that the sales guy is not my boss, although he, he's my leader. I follow his lead. Yeah. But I need to be able to talk to him to tell him, I didn't like the way you did that. You did this to me right now. And he needs to be able to do, or she needs to be able to do the same to me where you said that and that was stupid. That's, that might cost us the deal, learn for next time or whatever it is. Very good. I mean, Chris, um, sort of when we were talking about, uh, you know, preparing for this, you had brought up that there were a series of challenges. Have we covered all the challenges you see between system engineering and, and account 
um, executives getting on the same page? Or is there anything else that we should be, you know, at least thinking about and, 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 and you know, comprehending before we start to get yeah. into these relationships? Um, no, I mean, I, th I, think we've, I think we've done it just, just, I mean, Lord knows we could probably talk about it for hours. I mean, you know, as, as we move in, you know, the, the one, one of the recommendations that I have is I really think, you know, for example, from the, from the side of the, of the sales engineer, you know, my message to any of the account execs out there who might be listening to this, like, we really and truly are not trying to kill your deal. <laughs> like, I, I promise you, we really and truly, and, and I, I've got a matrix that, 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 I, that, I, that I show a lot of my clients that sort of compares AEs and SEs. And one of the things that I talk about is, is we value precision. So when we're asked a question, we're going to answer with precision. And the one thing that we fear the most in the context of a deal is losing credit. You mentioned credibility. Yes. Is losing credibility, right? So when, when, an, when a rep hears us say something that sounds like we're, we're telling them no, we're spinning it negatively, that's really not our intent. Our intent is we just want to make sure that we're being precise. That being said, my message to sales engineers out there is precise doesn't mean voluntarily confessing your sins. Yeah. It doesn't mean voluntarily offering cautionary advice when that wasn't what was asked for, right? So again, as a sales engineer, you always we have to we have to find that line, right? So, it, you know, I think just having been through many many sales cycles in our careers, when a customer hears what a product can do, they assume you're going to tell them all the good stuff. When they right. hear what it can't do. They, there. I think credibility comes into the, the room, right? Because they're like, okay, you're at least you're being honest. It's not absolutely the panacea. It doesn't do everything, and so yep. the system engineer kind of plays that role sometimes, don't they? Yeah. 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 Good. Well, um, and and by the way, and they they just have to learn a when and where to say no, right? And they also have to learn to follow that with, is that going to be a problem? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, let's find out. Let's find out right now. I mean. Again, and those again, those are the sales skills that that sales engineers need to develop. Which is interesting because so. as you go into your new hybrid business, I, I know you two know system engineers like the back of your hand, and you've been doing this for years, decades. Um, and you know, we've been on the sales training side, and we don't really have this technical expertise. But I think when you when you build what you're building, Chris, and and kind of we're sharing with Ramsey is when you go through training together as a team, so you've got your, you've got your system engineer and your account engineer learning the skills of an Aslan. It doesn't have to be Aslan, but that's a, a, you know, a, a sales process that we teach that really works. Um, and then the system engineers with, with the stuff you guys teach, you learn that together and all of a sudden you've got some, some pretty magic and, and I think a great team building exercise. So I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys do with, uh, with that moving forward. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the rep and the system engineer coming. There's a third part that on Ales with Aslan, we, we, you heard it in the opening, we really focus on the sales leaders from time to time too. What do you think, if you just allow yourself to sort of brainstorm, the impact of a strong relationship between the SC and the AE on the leader? And how would you recommend a new manager coming in that's got to manage both sides of that coin, how they would get started? Do you have any advice for our sales coaches out there. Rams, do you want to take take that one first? Sure. So I, I do want to point out that 
Chris said that SEs think differently than, than AEs. They also function differently in terms of our SEs work in hour chunks or two hour chunks. Like we're working on a demo. Yeah. We're working on fixing a problem where AEs work in five minute to 10 minute chunks where they're calling customers up or they're setting up. So being different, the, the SE lead or the sales leader has to understand that they are different. And, and when SEs work well with, uh, with AEs, they really help out the, the the sales leader considering he doesn't have much work to do there. Yeah, I know I know my bosses have kind of suffered a lot with AEs and SEs who don't work well together. The biggest thing is we need to learn how to talk to each other. Yeah, that's the biggest emphasis. It's 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 marriage counseling. <laughs> it's so fun. To, he doesn't even know I do that, right? <laughs> That's so funny because Ramsey, you, I, I teach marriage class at my church with my wife and I joke, I jokingly call myself the marriage counselor between sales leaders and sales reps. So yeah. And I, people, I did not even prep him for that. So that's, that's, uh, but that's true. I, I, I see the analogy crystal clear. <laughs> yeah. And if we, if we can't talk to each other, even no matter how much the sales leader works, something's going to have to change either the personalities or the people themselves. Like the, you're going to have to, replace them but get them talking to each other and they have a common goal in yeah. the end we're not we don't have commission breath but we definitely do want to sell because we do get bonuses so, yeah yeah we I, we talk a lot about you know in the client sales relationship we talk about you know uh, chris you know take the trip right to really go over and understand the world through the eyes of the other person. Um, that's not just for the customer and sales rep relationship. That's for any relationship, right? And so between the sales rep and the system engineer, the better they understand where the other one's coming from. And by, by the same token and by that extension to the sales coach, you, you, you can see how that communication is exactly what, what needs to take place uh, to make that relationship go. Chris, I think, I don't know if you were going to make a second point there. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting when you mentioned sales leader. I mean, you know, the first, I think the first interesting question in this regard is, is it a single sales leader that has both sales and sales engineers under them? Yep. Or, in, you know, most of the organizations that I work with, they have sales leadership and they have, SE, they have a separate SE leadership. Yeah. And they, and they tend to ultimately roll up to like a CRO typically, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's an, that's an interesting, I, I think the, I think the SE sales leadership relationship, that's an interesting dynamic and it's, and, it, and it's, it's actually different than I think the AESE relationship in that they're, they're very similar in that they're both managing people. They're both managing sellers, right. On, uh, on some level. Um, it's still a service relationship, sort of service client relationship to a certain degree. Um, you know, I, I would say, I, and I think this, the, the sales engineer leader just has a slightly different challenge in, in that they, their people don't have as much of a direct impact on the numbers, yeah. right? So, so for sales leaders, I mean, they, they tend to focus you know, they're certainly when they're managing, they're managing numbers and productivity and that sort of thing. And they're holding their people rightfully so accountable for the numbers, right? right. Yeah. Um, sales engineers, le leaders don't, don't have that, but I think their bigger challenge is they're, they have a lot of people who are 
technical in nature, right? They have a they have a they have a lot of of sort of um, you know like dogs running in the wrong field, so to speak. Meaning, yeah. Yeah. they're wired to be sales engineers, yet they're in a sales role. And I think the the, the one thing that I would say to certainly sales engineer leaders is is focus on the sales skills that and and, and most sales engineers leaders know that by the way. Yeah. Um, what I would say to sales leaders is is recognize that your sales engineer leader counterparts, they, they don't have the same challenges you do. They just don't. Like you pretty much know that your people understand that they're in sales, right? And and the, the challenges are, are just very different. So yeah. um, I think everything, and by the way, just the notion of bringing of, of sales and sales engineer leaders coming together to having combined training, right? Yeah. That's, that's not pure sales, but really is focused on how do we function better as a team, right? Yeah. It's a team sport. And a perfect, I'm going to give you a, one of my favorite analogies. I, I heard this just a few months ago. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a, a v, he's a, he's a, he's a marketing executive. And we were taught, we were having a similar conversation. And he said, Chris, he's like, it reminds me of soccer. I coach soccer, he says to me. And he said, one of the things I tell my kids all the time is only one person can have the ball at a time, yeah. right? You need to learn to move without the ball, right? And that's kind of the whole idea. That's, he's like, this is why our, some of our practice is individual skills, but most of our practice is team skills, yeah. right? We need to learn how to position on the field. It's the same thing, right? Training and practice and development has to take place as a team, not individually. That's so good. It's so good. Well, I think I think that's um, that's a, probably a good amount on the relationship. I did want to take our conversation into one final uh, area, which is, you know, this last three months has been absolutely terrorizing to some businesses, and yet I think I've seen recently. And Ramsey, you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier um, before we got on the on the call. Um, that some industries are returning and your industry actually seems to have, you know, withstood this, this, this pandemic. Right. And so I wanted to leave sort of our audience with a little bit of good news. Cause I was reading a report um, that HubSpot put out that shows that the, the technology and construction industries are really starting to see growth year over year, which over the last three months, no one in any industry was seeing growth. And now, a couple have peaked above the line and actually seen year over year growth. So what are you guys seeing in your respective industries with the clients you talk to? What's, is there any optimism out there? I mean, obviously people are coming to you. And so I think they're ready to spend some money, which is a good sign, right? You want to start this? Yeah, Ramsey, take it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen much slowdown in my industry. The only thing that's different, so I mentioned that before the call, I drive to my customers. They're within a few feet away from me. That's not happening anymore. So I, I used to be able to go in, I have badge access to my customers, tap them on the shoulder when I pass by. They freak out a little bit, but once they regain their composure, they just, we have a chat. Now what's happening is every time I send out an email, I get a call back. Like they want to chat. Yeah. So from a business perspective, everybody's still working. And actually people are more working remote, which means they need more networking equipment, which means they need to test it more. So from my perspective, it hasn't like as bad as Corona is, it hasn't affected me very negatively in that, in that area. Yeah. 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 
Chris, anything on your side that you're spotting? Yeah, I mean, probably, probably similar. I mean, it's, I think it's well established which industries have been hit the hardest, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly the restaurant industry, the hotel industry, the, you know, the airline industry, right? Um, but, but there's no doubt in my mind, certainly there's a, there's, there's an absolute move. In fact, there's a desperate sprint in some cases to digital transformation, yeah. to being able to function better in a, obviously in a remote world. I think what, I think what's interesting is that, and, and this, this goes right to your audience, your audience of sellers, right? Which is people are spending money on solutions there. And what, what solutions are they looking for? The solutions that are going to help get us out of and, and help companies get out of, you know, this, this situation. And, and then once, once we, we get to a new normal, whatever that is, whether it's fall of this year or spring of next year or even summer, hmm. when we get there, they need the solutions in place, right, to not only get business back, but start growing again. So, and, and companies are willing to spend money on the solution. Here's what they're not willing to do. Not only not willing to spend money on things that aren't part of the solution, they're not willing to spend time even thinking about or talking yeah. about things that aren't clearly part of the solution. So, um, I, you know, personally, I'm, I'm very encouraged and, and I feel very fortunate because my, my market is the software industry and the technology industry and those industries by and large are, are doing very, very well. Yeah. Um, now my, my business is, is, you know, primarily training and consulting and that's not necessarily top of mind, you know, for everybody True. right now. Yeah. Right. So, um, that being said, I've, you know, I've in the, I've found, I've, I've, you know, opened up some new clients in the past three months. So yeah. I, I know that, that it's not a com complete shutdown. So, um, so yes, I'm, I'm very encouraged in the message that I would have for everyone is whatever it is, whatever, whatever organization you represent, whatever solution you sell, ask yourself the, the, the hard question of, you know, how does our solution help an organization right now during this pandemic? How, how might it help them as we, you know, close out this year and how, how might it help them moving in to next year when we expect things to, you know, sort of start moving in the other direction. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like you, like, I know you always say, you got to lead with their whiteboard, right? What, what's on their whiteboard and what's going to help them get, get them out of this, you know, situation. Yeah. Ramsey with that. And I know that's new vernacular for you, but it's, you know, we do, we do talk about start with what's on the customer's whiteboard. And if you have something that can answer one of their challenges that they typically keep on their whiteboard that they're, keeps them up at night, then you've got an avenue to a conversation. And that's all as salespeople and really as system engineers you're asking for. You just want an opportunity to see if maybe we have something that can help you. You, you recognize we're, we can't help everybody and not everybody has budget, uh, but we do recognize that if we have a conversation, there's a possibility we have something that can be helpful. Well, this has been absolutely super fun. I have enjoyed the conversation. Uh, why don't, Ramsey, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about your website and your podcast? Sure. I'm on uh, wethesalesengineers.com. Uh, we the Sales Engineers on any uh, podcasting platform, Apple, iTunes, if that still exists, Google, whatever. We the Sales Engineers on LinkedIn. 
Ramsey Marjaba on LinkedIn and uh, Wheelie SE is on Twitter. I think that's enough for today. I'll come back tomorrow and finish the list. <laughs> I'll put some of that in the, uh, the commentary below the, uh, you know, the introduction there. And Chris, tell us, I, I already pubbed the book, but if you want to just tell us uh, where we find Demo Doctor. Yeah, um, it's very easy. It's www.demodoctor, all spelled out, all one word, .com. Um, and, you know, people, people can typically find me on LinkedIn as well. So I don't have quite the extensive uh, marketing list of, of um, you know, places that, that Ramsey does. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite the marketing guy that, that Ramsey is, so, or, or you for that matter, Mr. Cassidy. So. Well, it's, it, it is so great to see, like, I just have always believed sales was a team sport and that an individual that tried to do it on their own was never going to be successful. And I think we've, we've really had a great conversation about that. Um, and I'm excited to have you guys back. Um, and and uh, we'll check in again after the pandemic is over. Uh, and so thanks very much for uh, the conversation. And we will see you next week on another episode of Ales with Asla.